as you become older, transferring school to college to university to adulthood, usually the friendships that we have become smaller. The quantity is less, but the quality of those friendships are a lot stronger. Sometimes you still have friends that you have held since the school days and you know everything about that person and just thinking about them now makes you all warm and fuzzy inside. Or maybe you met a friend at uni and suddenly they feel like an extra family member to you and since then it's just an unbreakable bond. Or maybe you remember the days at school where you could see that other people valued the quantity of friendships over the quality of them. Maybe you were someone that always wanted quality friendships but could never get them because everyone around you just wanted quantity. You were used, abused in all sorts in emotional, mental ways. And that's just, I don't know, being at school, I guess. We all learn. We're young. We don't know what we're doing and we don't know really what a friendship means to us. Oftentimes when we start to grow older, we realize that a lot of friendships we don't need to hold into our next phase of our lives. And sometimes this next phase takes on a huge decision like moving abroad, which puts a huge spanner in the works in your current friendships. And you ponder which ones are going to last and which ones are just going to die out because you are moving into a new phase and it's time to wipe that slate clean. Welcome to the episode all about friendships. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about making friends whilst traveling. My advice that I would give to you, evaluating the kind of person that you are inside and how you can use that to your advantage when you travel and trying to make friends. And I don't know, putting some perspective on this as well for you. Welcome to the Down Under Diaries, a podcast for the keen traveller or mover. Joined by me, Rosa, a teeny tiny Brit living here in Melbourne. Together on this podcast, we will chat about what life is like abroad, past challenges I faced and how you can overcome them, but also present struggles I'm currently dealing with and what we can do together to feel safe and excited about our journeys ahead. Like a diary, opportunities and difficulties unfold for me on a daily basis. So join me in figuring them out. I feel like this is a super important episode for me to record and post for this whole podcast because making friends, depending on what age you are, can still feel like a really pressured thing to do. And what I mean by that is that there's a lot of social pressures. Oftentimes we still label people with the quantity of friendships as more popular, um, more outgoing, more confident, more successful compared to people that truly want to be alone. Maybe they're more introverted. And this is what I want to kick off the episode with is the differences between introverted and extroverted. Why... Nowadays, it's just not as relevant as it used to be and giving you some ideas of what kind of person you are and help that bring in the right quality of friendships for you. When we're thinking about our own personality, we often see these two labels pop up in our heads. You're either an extrovert or an introvert. Extroverted people tend to be more at home in themselves when they are in social situations. This may present themselves as more outgoing, easygoing. They have a really positive attitude towards people. They can have and hold a lot of conversations. 
They'll have very long conversations with people, but they're also willing to take risks and put themselves out there when new challenges or new problems arise. They feel really energized when they're with people and sometimes when they're with when they're by themselves, they feel really alone and isolated and it's really hard for them to be in their own company. Compare that to the other end, introverted people usually love to be in their own company. They love to seek out moments of peace and quiet away from the crowds and the general public. Sometimes they actually fear these situations as well. Sometimes when problems and challenges arise, they will try and divert the attention away from them. They may get quite nervous and they usually are really good listeners. They observe people rather than react to people. They have a more patient mindset. Now, you may be listening to these and start to wonder which one you really are. I mean, when I think about it, I don't really know which one I am because we think as these two things as a label. You're either black or white. You're either extroverted or introverted. There's no gray area to them. But in fact, there is. There's a really difficult winding scale of grays and white tones and black tones because you are, you are a never-ending scale and it will never stay the same. Let me explain. This may help you when you're starting to think about what kind of person you are because certain environments may trigger you to be more introverted whereas other environments may trigger you to be more extroverted. This is very true for gamers. Gamers can usually find their outgoing and conversational attitude whilst they're talking to people online. Maybe the screen helps them become more confident and comfortable in themselves. Whereas when they go into a crowd and with a bunch of people, sometimes they find that really difficult because, well, there's just lots of people around and it's too much for them to process all at once. And sometimes, and I'm not going to lie, it just depends on your mood. Sometimes you wake up in the morning, especially as a woman, if you're, I don't know, coming up to the time of the month, you just don't want to know about people. You don't want to see a physical person without wanting to vom. Hearing this idea that you have to small talk with someone just makes you want to claw out your eyeballs. <laughs> I know that's a very extreme example, but honestly, it really does depend on the day, the time, the environment, the people that you're with, the hormones that are fluctuating in your body, and just in general how you feel on that day. Sometimes we're just not there and sometimes we're all there and that's fine. So when you're thinking about which one you are, you're not either of them. You are a winding scale but you may present yourself more commonly in one category or in one area rather than the other. So for me, definitely on average, I am more extroverted than introverted, but it depends on the people that I'm with. It depends on the situation and it honestly depends on the time of day because past 9pm, my brain just doesn't want to function with people. So how does this all relate to travel? Well, I needed you to have a moment to think about what kind of person you are on average and what kind of situations make you more or less introverted and extroverted. The more you know yourself, the better you are going to be when you travel because you're going to be able to hold conversations with the right people. And maybe you won't meet up with uh, people that you meet that actually bring bad energies into you. And think about it. You have a slate that is completely clean of people. No one exists on there. It's just you. So you can build your new family by yourself. You have complete control 
over the types of people that you want to meet. And yeah, this is a big overstatement. I know that because sometimes we meet people automatically when we're in hostels and we're, you know, with forced proximity or whatever the case, whatever other factors get in the way of this. Friendships are completely open to you and you can have complete choice over whether you decide to build on new friendships or whether you use this as a full opportunity to stay alone and it's really fine to do either of them there's no right or wrong here if you decide on what kind of person you want to be when you travel and the types of people that you want to meet and the types of friendships that you want to hold before you even get on the plane imagine how much more of an experience it's going to be for you because you're going to hold those boundaries you're going to have confidence in yourself And you're not going to feel pressured by an external environment to behave or to socialize in a certain way. For instance, when I traveled the first time, I felt really pressured to go out with these late 20-year-olds and early 30-year-olds. I was 18 and 19 at the time, but because of forced proximity and they were really comforting and supportive and they were like, yeah, come on, nights out with us. Yeah, for sure. And they were trying to give me an experience and I truly appreciate it on hindsight but also I really didn't need to say yes but I felt pressured to because I needed to show off on social media that I was actually meeting friends and I was um, putting myself out there and being brave and being a brave girl and brave traveling I'm not by myself I have people around me but in the honestly in hindsight you don't actually need to do this I think in a world full of people that are finding it really hard to understand social skills and social situations you may be flying abroad for the first time ever in your life before all of your family you may be super duper young and listening to this and you're really scared of other people you're really scared of making friends and what that's going to look like and what other people are going to say about you if you're constantly alone with yourself they might think that you're a loner they might think that you just aren't prioritizing friendships and that's a really bad thing no it's not and I want to talk to you directly there is no pressure to have quantities of friendships when you travel and this is what I'm saying if you know yourself and you're confident in who you are as a person none of this is going to matter to you none of those judgments or opinions or whoever what when says it's not going to mean anything because you're living your life whilst traveling I just wanted this to be the first kind of contextual point that I put into your head I want you to be empowered by who you are as a person and this is such an important thing I wish someone had told all of this to me when I was 18 or 19 because I would have gone into my two-month East Coast trip so much different. I would have been so pressured to always be hanging out with people and to show that off on social media. That was just problems that I needed to heal myself and I didn't. I used other people to try and plaster that up and that's just not a good way to do this and you won't enjoy anything that you do in this world including travel if this is always in your mind this performative act that you need to put in front of people or this change in personality that is very it feels very resistant okay well that went very deep very fast uh but we needed to do that because i want you to feel empowered in who you are first before we bring in the advice on friendships and where you're going to find these friends and how you're going to feel when you meet these people we'll go into all of that now 
So why could it be a really good thing for you to establish new friendships or new connections whilst traveling solo? Well, there isn't a right or wrong answer to this question. You don't have to force yourself into friendships if you're not feeling it. And if you really want to experience an entire trip or an entire life without people, it's not the end of the world. It's completely up to you. There's no judgment there at all. We've already kind of established the way that you are as a person. But in my opinion meeting people when you travel is one of the most delicate beautiful things that ever happens and that may sound like really (laughs) woo-woo-y I realize that but I miss my family a lot I miss my best friend at home Lydia so much we try and FaceTime every three months or so when we've actually got available schedules I miss you we try so hard to keep a connection but it can be really difficult however without me forcing it a bunch of people here in Australia from all different parts of my work studying Facebook groups social media chats and everything have all just subconsciously I don't they haven't really forced this they've just subconsciously come and helped me establish myself here in Australia with friends with true people that understand how I feel and Australia is a really international destination. It's very well trodden and you will not go alone. I I absolutely 100% know if you have any of those doubts or fears, you are not going to be existing here alone. You are going to have people around you that are ready for you to lean on them, that are ready to support you, that are ready to love you and help you find a little family here. And it's so important that these people are around. And I'm so grateful that Australia has this culture, has this very wide international culture going on because it's so relatable. Everybody has such relatable interests here. Anyways, obviously networking wherever you go from a business perspective is so important. You never know the person that you are going to meet. I've known multiple people, multiple, multiple people that have met their now partners, now husbands, wives, Uh, future bosses at a new job, friends for life, met people across the country that now offer a place to stay when you next travel to that destination. I'm talking internationally. I have people from all over the world that have all said to me at one stage of any conversations that they would be happy to house me in their family home just for me to travel that country How incredible is that to have so many different connections across the world? And you may be relating to this right now, thinking about the times that you've traveled and how many people you now know across the globe. It's insane. And networking is going to springboard you into many different opportunities. And I think it's so important to at least try, at least try to put yourself in situations where you could be exposed to the right people here. And just a quick note on, I guess, uh, female travellers as well. I completely understand that it's we have this different level of fear when it comes to travelling because we have to have a greater level of protection on ourselves. We want to have our wits about us when we're talking to strangers. The entire country is a stranger to us. And we are yet to uh, establish any trust, any uh, care about other people because, well, we we just have to be so damn careful nowadays. 
But that doesn't mean that you will be alone. It doesn't mean that you won't come across the right connections. There are still good people out there. And in fact, there's a lot more good people than there are bad people. And I can handle my heart say that. We are here. We are all here to help you find comfort in your new location. And just before I welcome in today's guest for the podcast, I want to finish up and say that the who you are's and the why's for making connections are going to be the most important parts of your journey with new people living abroad. I think you should expect change. I don't think you should expect to stay the same in the best way possible. You will find new parts of yourself and have them heightened by the right people. I know that with my Australian family, they have made me more confident in myself. They've made me more trusting of the right people and they've helped me understand who I want to be, the way that I want to be and the way that I want to socialize with people. And that can only be exposed to you when you've had trial and error with human beings, with saying hello to strangers, with presenting yourself to strangers and seeing what comes of it. I promise you, you just have to give yourself the opportunity. And if you do, I think you're going to have the most incredible time living here. This week's guest and go study advisor is called Raul Juado. He's featuring in a few other episodes this season. And of course, Go Study is sponsoring this season as well. I'm super grateful to have his input into the next few questions. As we spoke recently in the office about ways to make friends, you'll get to know Raul, who he is as a person, his personal experiences with making friends and how he's going to help you find the right people to communicate with and make wonderful connections. Welcome again. This is the second time that we're doing this because the first time we had many technical... No, we had many technical issues, but this time we don't and this will work well. We want to talk about making friends in Australia is really hard. Um, When you move by yourself to any new location, you're moving there with a blank slate. And yeah, it could feel pretty daunting when you don't know anybody and you have to say hello to strangers or not, depending on how you feel. But I want to ask you some specific questions for this particular episode. And I guess the first one is, did you find that when you were in your home country, which is Colombia, Colombia, got that right? Oh my God, I got that right. Yeah. I remember things. Um, did you find that when you were back home in Colombia, you were more introverted or extroverted? And then when you moved to Australia, it kind of shifted a bit. Did you think that the actual movement to a new country opened you up to more connections with people or made you less nervous? Or did it make you more nervous in the beginning? The first thing was uh, I'll be more, I'll have less filters when mm-hmm. you speak in. Yeah. And then you start, since you are in a very multicultural environment, so you start to be more aware about everyone's perspective. Uh, yeah. And so you kind of measure your words more. Mm-hmm. That thing, I think that's what uh, happened to me. Uh, so I'd say I'm more slightly reserved. I'm not going to say I'm a shy guy, but slightly uh, more reserved. Does that mean that because of traveling, it made you more aware of the connections that you were making and you were making sure that whoever you wanted to 
create connections with or friendships with you wanted them to be good and you wanted them to be something that was special to you rather than this um quantity over quality or quantity or quality over quantity mm. okay i think i don't know let's put it in this perspective so if you i don't know compare yourself with uh, the way a local let's say in Australia or someone who has done high school in Australia uh, if you compare yourself to this person then think that you have less connections because that person probably had the chance to grow up with uh, this group of people certain group of people from either I don't know the first job or high school or people in the neighborhood you know so you are missing that you're skipping that chapter so you, you didn't get those connections where you first moved mm-hmm. right then all, all kind of your life stays back back home and then you yeah. start here from scratch let's say there's pros in that there's pros in that because um you kind of um kind of develop some other skills in terms of your personality mm. um I think changes are good. Yeah. So you think that this is this could be an opportunity then for travelers or for the person listening. This is a great opportunity to just be open to an, a change in your personality, but also a change in the environment that is going to allow you to not forget where you've grown up, but give yourself a new chance of creating a new life which means creating the people that you want in Having your experiences yeah and i've heard from several students um kind of they go out or they meet new people and they don't feel that they have the judgment or i don't know their families or people that actually know them from their whole life mm. um so they feel that no one knows them so they can pretty much be just you know an empty page what is your advice for people coming over to a different country i think especially australia what is your advice to new travelers to make friends or put yourself out there i was going to say get your travel license but <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that's what <laughs> If you want to make friends, well, what would you say, Christina, to someone that is new? If you want to make friends, um, going to school was very good for me to get new friends, and even now, after months, I have a lot of friends that I met in the school, and uh, like the the most what of were them, you studying? I studied English, general English. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that in some stages of our life. When we came here, we were all in the same situation from different countries, uh, but all in the same, yeah, all on the same boat. So it's, yeah, I think it's a a good opportunity to meet people uh, who are exactly like you, same same feelings, same perceptions. It's very true though. It's, um, if I didn't study, I, I actually would struggle to continue to um, make friends or put myself out there in social situations. And I've met four really, really, really good friends through studying and I do everything with them together. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> he said, am I one, one of those? those. <laughs> <laughs> like tonight we're off to the cinema. We're, we're planning to do uh, my birthday celebrations on Saturday. And I didn't even want to plan anything. And they were all like, we should totally do something. Let me book this. Let me book that. And I think I'm super grateful for that. Otherwise, I sometimes when we're talking about this extroverted introverted thing sometimes i just i don't know i don't know i just don't want to i find it really awkward to know what to do um with my own events or own celebrations but they they came along and they are super supportive they're awesome people and if i can recommend anything and you want to extend your visa and you also want to be in a social environment and meet people from all different areas of the world then uh, honestly studying is awesome i would say so what i said uh, previously uh be ready to changes and mm -hmm. be open to changes because uh inevitably it's going to happen and be curious about the other's story mm. so sometimes you're too worried about how to start a conversation how to continue the conversation how to close the conversation that sounds very particularized and like step by step and you're not filling out the form in chat so the best you could do is actually listen to the person and think if you meet someone what are you actually interested about that particular person or that let's say culture behind or that mm -hmm. story behind and then from there, you'll see that um, questions will come by and conversation is going to start to flow. Mm. Very true. I also think when you first come over to Australia, don't put pressure on yourself in like the first two, three months to suddenly have your life together. And that means also yeah. having friends for life because it doesn't work like that. I didn't meet my friends through studying until a year, year and a half later of living here. Um, same with friends that I met through work and through just being out and about. They come naturally, but it means that should you be doing hobbies or should you be doing activities that you love, then you'll be attracting the right people to you because they have mutual interests or they have mutual things that they're working towards and you just connect very naturally rather than this force or rather than this pressure on yourself to as soon as you land you have everything together you have the friends you have uh, i don't know an apartment or you have everything that you want it's not like that and i think travel still does this like honeymoon phase i had a honeymoon phase when i moved to australia where everything felt like sunshines and rainbows and Mm -hmm. Social media also tells you like, oh, you got to meet friends, you got to meet friends, you got to meet friends, you got to yes. go, go out, you got to yes. go out, travel, blah, blah, blah. And it's, and I don't mind social media, but there are a lot of influencers out there that know that they can market off this idea that travel equals friendships or travel is only meant for people to group together and socialize and you see I talk about this often I think I've spoke about this on my podcast before where you see a lot of videos where you see like people running into the scene and then they're surfing and for some people it can feel like oh shit I have to do that I have to live up to that and if mm. they don't and they move to a city and then they spend three months by themselves it's like have I done something wrong am I doing <laughs> <laughs> am I doing this whole 
this plan wrong? Like, has someone told me the wrong thing here and travel is actually not what I expected it to be? And all I can say to that is, and I don't know whether you agree, if you end up traveling or you end up living abroad, you actually don't have to meet friends. Like, you don't have to if you don't want to. Like, if you're a super... They will come. And even if at the end of the day you end up with one, two, three really good relationships, friendships, mate, that's more yeah. than many people in this world yeah. has ever uh, have ever had. Mm-hmm. A huge, huge thank you to Ralph for being in this week's podcast episode and to Go Study for sponsoring this season. If you're interested and you need to extend your visa, but you're like, I don't want to do the 88 days of farm work, then this is the perfect opportunity for you. I think you are in the best situation to meet new people without really having to think about it. You just put yourself into a course that you love and think you might want to gain skills in and those people will come to you. Like I mentioned, I think in another episode, four of my bestest friends ever have come from studying in the classroom together. And it's so much fun. I love them to pieces. We do so much together. And it makes my whole experience living in Australia entirely different in the best way possible. If you are interested to extend your visa and you want to see what courses are available to you, then head on over to downunderdiariespodcast.com and click on the pop-up window that will take you to the Go Study website. It helps me and it also helps Go Study as well. Go Study is a company that will help you for free to find the right visa, health insurance, bank accounts, events to go to to meet new friends. The list goes on. They will help you with the entire process of switching visas and maintaining your new visa. So I highly, highly recommend their service if you are truly struggling to figure out what to do with your life in Australia, but you know you want to extend it and live here longer. I mean, who doesn't? Thank you so much for listening. I hope this has been super helpful for you and I will see you in next week's episode. Bye. Anyway. (laughs) 